A reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, if someone has on his skin a scab or pustule or blotch, which appears to be the sore of leprosy, he shall be brought to Aaron, the priest, or to one of the priests among his descendants. If the man is leprous and unclean, the priest shall declare him unclean by reason of the sore on his head. The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent and his head bare. He shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as the sore is on him, he shall declare himself unclean, since he is, in fact, unclean. He shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. is taken away, whose sin is covered. Blessed the man to whom the imputes not guilt, in whose spirit there is no guile. I turn to you, O Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. I acknowledge my sin to you. My guilt I covered not. I said, I confess my faults to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. I turn to you, O Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Glad to the Lord and rejoice, you just. Exalt all you upright of heart. I turn to you, O Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. A from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, 
do everything for the glory of God. Avoid giving offense, whether to the Jew or Greek or the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in every way, not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, that they may be saved. Be imitators of me, as I am an imitator of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, o Lord. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, see that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. The game isn't for a few hours, so uh, I'll try to make this shorter than the uh, halftime show. Probably less entertaining, I would imagine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The 
British have a wonderful little saying, time is a gentleman. Time is a gentleman. Translated in our own language, uh, it's time heals all. It's also a fact that time tends to take the most spectacular, the most extraordinary, even the most sacred. And over a period of time, it becomes ordinary, becomes part of the furniture, becomes like Archie Bunker's chair that he sits in and doesn't want anybody else sitting in it. It's like a comfortable pair of shoes. We get used to it. We like it. And so sitting here in the 21st century, it's very hard for us to imagine, hard for us to imagine, the tremendous shock, the tremendous bewilderment and disbelief that went through the mind of the crowd especially the morally upright and uptight, the religious establishment looking at Jesus when he encountered this leper. Because Mark tells us very clearly and very directly, he touched him. That's an amazing thing, both medically and spiritually, that Jesus, at the request of being healed, would dare to touch the leper because leopards were required by law to stay at least 50 feet away from anyone else and announce unclean, unclean. They were not only morally, spiritually, and medically, they were also socially quarantined and outcasts. They were cut off from the human community, even their own families. They could not commingle and have a normal, everyday life. Not only did they have the exterior disfigurement as leprosy progresses, they also suffered the psychological and spiritual, moral degradation. And it was even prescribed in the law of Moses, book of Leviticus, the importance of staying away from them, much less touching them. And yet, Jesus does all that. Because you see, spiritually, leprosy was a sign that one had either done something to deserve God's punishment or someone in their generations had done so and the sins of the past were being visited upon you. So it was a sign of moral and spiritual deprivation as well as physical, of which they then suffered a psychological and social deprivation. It was not very pleasant. And Jesus is moved with pity. 
If you read the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, one of the most important characteristics of the God of the Hebrews is pity or compassion. It's one of the most important aspects. It appears time and again in the Psalms and even in the prophets. The mercy, the compassion, the pity of God, the unflowing love of God, especially for the widow, the alien, the orphan, the outcast, those who are rejected, and a special place for the poor. And so this outcast, we don't know his name, don't know his name, this outcast dares to say to Jesus, you can heal me if you will. Notice, please, that he goes to Jesus as he is. No makeup, no covering up, no attempt to hide. He stands before Jesus and makes his request as he is. And Jesus encounters him as he is. Not as he could be, as he wants to be, as he might be, if life had dealt him a better hand. He comes in all of his leprosy and stands before Jesus and says, you can heal me if you will it. And Jesus is going to heal him at a deeper level than he recognizes his request. Because you see, when you encounter Jesus as you are, in all of your leprosy and my leprosy, We need not put on mask, makeup, or any of those things. There's no cosmetics. We come as we are because when we do, we will not stay as we are. We don't simply come there and remain. We come there and we will be sent. We will be sent. And Jesus touches him medically at the time, now naturally at the time. This was a highly contagious thing. One risked contamination, not only spiritually, but also physically. And Jesus touches him. Jesus is teaching that if you truly want to heal and to love, if you want to forgive, and you want to encounter, you can't do it at a distance without involvement. You can't outsource that job. You can't ship it overseas. You can't ship it, parents can't ship it to a tutor, a coach, uh, a substitute. Because what children most need is a parent who does the most important thing, touches them in terms of their time, their listening, their involvement. In other words, with empathy, they enter into the world of the child so that the child can enter into their world for formation and love and development. We can give our children all kinds of things, all kinds of stuff, fill it up to the brim. 
and yet they can be undernourished and starved in the deepest part of their being. We can have the most beautiful house and not have a home. And we can have a house nothing to look at. And it's superlatively rich in love and caring of entering into the lives of one another. We can care for all kinds of causes and all kinds of people and simply put whatever we're going to do in an envelope, seal it up and send it off and that's it. And the poor who come and ask for some water or a sandwich or something like that, get away, go, leave. I've already given. Love costs something. It costs the most precious gift that you have. It costs yourself. As Emerson said, the only true gift is the gift of yourself. Everything else is a substitute. And Jesus dares to touch him. Several decades ago, the great Fulton Sheen always wanted to go there, and he made the trip to Molokai, the famous leper island, where Father Damien became Saint Damien in his work with the lepers. And Archbishop Sheen had asked that the lepers be put together and gathered up from their various uh, facilities there, and he was going to say mass for them, and he brought a special little gold crosses, and he was going to give to each one of the lepers as they came up either for communion or a blessing. And as they lined up and came forward, he had one of his attendants hand him the cross, and as the man or woman, depending upon their physical condition, put out their hand, or what was left of a hand, Archbishop Sheen took the little cross, little gold cross, and dropped it, that, into the hand, or gave it to someone. It was about the fifth time that he did that, that the Holy Spirit gave him a strong tug on all of his fine robes. And he called them all back, all the five or six. And he said, I felt such shame at what I had done. I dropped the cross, but in that Christ had gotten off of it. He went back and took that cross and put it into their hand like this. to give the example of Christ. Healing involves an investment. We're not that far past Christmas. We're even closer to coming into uh, Lent and the cross. The wood of the crib transforms into the wood of the cross. And in both of those, the incarnation and the death of Christ upon the cross 
is the supreme revelation of God's involvement, investment. God is all in. There's no holding back. There's nothing in reserve. It's all present and all there. The Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us because that is the only medicinal response to the leprosy, the disfigurement, the banishment of what sin and evil produce. Not as we want it to be, not as we want to sugarcoat it, not as we want to dip it in the saccharin, but all of the ugliness, the destruction, all of the evil and stench of sin, Jesus Christ took it upon the cross. He paid the whole debt. There is no residual, there is no surcharge, no, no hidden taxes. My sin, your guilt, the sin of the world from the beginning until the end when he comes again. Christ took it to the cross. People say, well, well couldn't he have done it an easier way? I'm sure he could have. Couldn't it have been quicker? I'm sure he could have. But then it wouldn't have healed us. It wouldn't have shown that love. Not love at a distance. Not love without an investment. He showed us costly love, not cheap love. Not sentiment or emotion. But the willing to heal involves the willingness to allow another to enter into you and to you to enter into the other. That's the great cost. And that's the cost that Jesus is showing us today. And Jesus, interestingly enough, says, uh, he sternly warns him, sternly warns him, don't go around blabbing this. Why? This is a public relations dream. Can you imagine if you were a televangelist and you were able to do that? Because what happened? He was immediately clean. Can you imagine the press you could get from that? How the envelopes would increase? The quantity? The numbers that you would get? My goodness, we see what happens. Jesus is not a superstar. He is the loving supreme scar by which we are healed. He's not a magician. He comes as love to forgive, heal, and reconcile. That's how he comes. And the danger is is that people will misinterpret or cling on to the physical healing and miss the deeper, the deeper spiritual reality of encountering Jesus Christ. And that's again difficult for us in the 21st century because for us, so much of healing is medicalized. Once upon a time in Catholic hospitals, no Catholic hospital was without a full chapel 
and a priest in residence in the hospital administering to the patients. Today you go to many hospitals and it's reduced to the size of practically a broom closet. Hardly no one in it. And if they need a priest, they've got to call someplace to get one. The research center, the medical labs, the hospital, teeming with people, activity, da-da-da. Because we have narrowed the idea of healing in God's providential care, and we've narrowed it to that which is medicalized. And yet we often overlook the deeper cleaning, the deeper cleansing, the deeper healing that must take place at the spiritual level. You can heal somebody physically, but we know that many carry still the scars of a sinful past, of a guilt that just doesn't seem to be able to wash away no matter how much Clorox we use. Doesn't work because we haven't been touched. We haven't allowed ourselves to be touched by that amazing grace that we sung about. But it's more than a song. It's an acknowledgement. It is by amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Once was lost, but now I'm found blind but now I see that can only come from the healing touch of our Lord and Savior. It's interesting to note before I close a great paradox in this reading, isn't it? Great paradox. An irony. The leper who was ostracized and kept away from others in community, can't go in, nowhere near, without observing that tremendous distance and announcing unclean, unclean, has now been cleansed immediately. The leprosy left him immediately. And he is able now to go out. He's able to go out. Jesus had to remain outside in deserted places. Jesus is now himself found among the outsiders. The leper who has encountered Jesus is now taken into the community. Seems strange, except Jesus, as the divine physician, is not found among the well. He has to be in those deserted places of the unclean, unclean, unclean. For he has not come for the righteous. He has come for those who are in need of that healing in the very depth of our being. Jesus comes for each and every one of us. In a few short days, we will be invited by our Lord and Savior to go on a 40-day journey to the city of Jerusalem, 
It's called the season of Lent. As we approach, as we approach that Ash Wednesday and that time, and the invitation by Jesus grows closer and more urgent in our minds and in our hearts, let us be not afraid. Let us not be afraid to begin that journey. Let us not be afraid to let the healing love of Christ touch us. Let us not be afraid to come in all of our leprosy, in all of our sinfulness, in all of our guilt, and let Jesus touch us. Let us not be afraid to make that way to the cross. For in so doing, we too will be healed. We too can go forth, cleansed. We too can lift our minds and hearts and say, Lord, how great thou art, how great thou art. For this wretched sinner you have dared to touch as I am, and by your touch, I am on the way to becoming all that you call me to be. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.